You're listening to the Corporate Expat Experience. Welcome back. Hey, thank you so much for joining. I'm really excited today to introduce my next guest, Laura Fravel. We are going to have a great conversation, and I know you're going to want to stay tuned for this one because this is an episode that will change your perspective on things and introduce you to some new concepts. And so without further ado, Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. Please introduce yourself to our listeners. I'm Laura Frabel. I am a brand strategist. I help experts elevate their expertise and their knowledge and their, their work, their business to really become not only profitable, but also impactful, you know, to get out there, to get visible. I came from 20 years of storytelling in the TV media world. So I worked in TV broadcast and also brand marketing for 20 years and really saw the power of the individual story and um, got super passionate about that and shifted about, oh my gosh, probably almost five years ago now. Wow. I love that because we know how powerful stories are. So we definitely will be diving into that. And with that said, tell us your story. Tell us about where you were and how you started to make that corporate expat transition. Well, back in my twenties, I was more someone who is less after the profit, more after impact. I was really into, you know, wanting to travel the world, help people, help elevate voices. Um, And that's how I got into TV, actually, and documentary TV. So I started at National Geographic as an employee later on, went, struck out on my own and produced for PBS to HBO to Netflix, you name it, and then slowly transitioned the brand marketing world, then kind of embraced storytelling as well. I'm dating myself. And You know, after a while, uh, you know, network television is still a big corporate entity driven by advertising. And, you know, there are the, just like so many people now, some of the issues they're having with the corporate world, you know, the flexibility, the demands, the lack of respect on family work life. Um, At that point, I had kids and I, I slowly transitioned. I really saw the power in an individual story. Because in TV production or brand marketing, it was always about finding that one voice, that one individual who can really dive in and tell the story for us. And I became really passionate about helping elevate people's voices. And now more than ever in the marketing world, in the corporate world, I think we all have to be telling our story. So it was a slow shift for me, but I shifted from telling stories for big corporate entities to now helping the individual, their voice and become seen and have an impact. That is so amazing and so powerful. Did you kind of know where you wanted to go with this or was it really something that started to evolve and reveal itself to you? Because I see the synergies of telling the stories and then you know, we all have stories to tell as well. So how did that, how did that happen? It was more of a slow transition, I will say. So I kind of slowly transitioned out of TV while seeing how I liked and started doing work more for individuals and personal, you know, helping people with their personal brands. So it was, it was more of a slow shift. I kind of already went from TV to doing some brand work. It was for much bigger brands though, um, like uh, 
Amazon, Intel. And then within that, I got a couple small businesses, which are driven more by the individual. And I was like, you know, marketing, everything these days is all about the face behind the brand. We want to connect to a human, you know, it's the whole no like, and trust factor. Right. So I think just as I slowly worked with more brands, I realized I really liked working with that individual. It's really what I had always done for so long in TV, interviewing the individual, finding that, that, that through line. And I think we as people are in a great position. Our voice is powerful. Um, we really can make an impact these days, especially with the explosion of the digital world. You know, it's our megaphone to the world these days. Oh, I like that. The megaphone to the world. And that's so true. It's possible today to have a business and to promote your brand. And I, I think personal brand is such an important topic. And I know you and I have talked about that before when I left the corporate world or before leaving, one of the things I was talking to colleagues about was personal brand. And it was something that they just kind of looked puzzled when I would mention it. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm an employee what do you mean personal brand? And I'm like, we all have one. So I love what you do promoting that and helping people to position themselves. Right. And I think it's so important whether you're in the corporate world or have left the corporate world. I think it's all the same. I think nowadays, you know, if we meet someone at a networking event or on Zoom, or um, even if we get a referral, you know, someone's looking to hire us and what's the first thing they're going to do? They Google you. So a lack of presence nowadays is just as bad, uh, maybe not quite as bad as a bad presence, but it's still not good. Um, You know, who are they going to go with? The person that they can look online and get to know their personality and what they stand for a little and connect with, or the person who doesn't have a presence, they're going to go with the person they can connect with and they're going to reach out to that person. So I know we've talked about this as well. There's just a big misconception, I think, with personal brand. It doesn't have to mean that you want to be famous and you know you want to make millions of dollars. Um, I think it really is more about finding your authentic self, who you really are and what you want to put out in the world. And not only does it help you gain opportunities or clients, but I think it also just allows you to be so much more fulfilled in what you do. Absolutely. And I think too, the work you do allows people to take control of their personal brand and to define it rather than having someone else define it for them. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Because there's an algorithm out there, which is populating the internet. You know, other people have talked about you. Maybe you've had some stuff published. Um, it, It is all about defining what your story is, what you want to put out into the world, and then, you know, putting it out there, not just, and also not just defining yourself by the past. We often, you know, who are you introduce yourself? We give like a title and a company name and we're so much more and people want to get to know more of you and who you are. You know, people are dying for people to step out of that corporate box nowadays and, you know, show some perspective and personality. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, goes back to that no like trust factor that you mentioned before. So this, while it it's definitely important, if you are starting your own business, equally important, if you're 
in the corporate world, if you are, you know, to build your brand, to move up, if you're planning a corporate career and wanting to move up to that next level of success in corporate, taking hold of that personal brand, so important. It is. It just, uh, not only defining who you are, where, you know, where you want to go and start telling that story, not where you've been. That's great credibility. You know, that gives you great credibility. Uh, but you know, where do you want to go? Start telling that story and learning how to, you know, personal branding is a lot about learning how to self self promote yourself, which a lot of people feel really, you know, icky about that feels braggy. Um, but what I always like to say is once you get really clear on who you are in that story, one, it makes it so much easier for you to put yourself out there. But then two, um, you're more, I like to say it's self-expression more than self-promotion. So you're expressing your ideas, your knowledge, your expertise, and really coming at it from that perspective to help you within the corporation, get that promotion, get the raise, get the new job, that type of thing. And also, if you are in the corporate world and you're thinking about moving into entrepreneurship, being a corporate expat, I would think also positioning yourself now, who you want to be, would be really important as well. Absolutely. I think the most brilliant people are those who approach me before they jump ship from the corporate world. (laughs) And they say, hey, I'm looking to transition out in the next year, two, three. I want to start building my brand because... Oh my God, they will have so much easier time gaining clients, gaining traction in their entrepreneurial journey if they've spent the time to build a brand before that. Most definitely. That makes sense. Absolutely. You have different connections while you're still in the corporate world, resources available to you. And it also should be part of your strategy or your plan to make that shift. If you start doing it now and lay that foundation of building the personal brand before you leap over, it sounds like it can make it much easier. Oh, I think it is. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people leave to write books or, you know, try to do more speaking and the same, you know, especially when you're talking about, you know, personal branding and putting, you know, putting content out there and developing authority in the, in your niche, it really does take a while. You know, it takes six months, even a year sometimes to build up that momentum. Um, when you're writing a book, I'm sure, you know, that the brand you've built will only help you in getting traction for that. Absolutely. And personal brand is so important to me. And I'm, this is such a great conversation. I I also am writing about this in my book too, because I found the value of it. That's why I was so excited when we had our conversation, because I'm like, she gets it. She, she understands what I'm talking about. And actually she focuses on this. So this is perfect. And with that said, you know, I want to talk about some things you wish you had known earlier as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and obviously personal brand sounds like something people need to be thinking about before they become mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. But what were some thing, other things that you wish you had known or done earlier as an entrepreneur? I've been asked a lot and I've thought about it a lot. I'm like, and I keep giving the same answer. I wish I had put myself out there sooner. You know, I waited until my copy of my website was perfect. It didn't quite resonate. You know, was I getting, you know, the pain points of my clients perfect? Um, newsletter, I wanted the, you know, the perfect little graphics for my newsletter. Maybe I'm type A anal, but <laughs> it really, 
you need to just put yourself out there, put content out there, you know, promote your, uh, you know, or express your ideas and perspectives. And when you do, it is amazing. The attraction, uh, just the client attraction. Yeah. People get to know you again, no like, and trust. They get to know you. And then when, by the time they reach out to you, the sale is pretty easy and it just flows really. Cause they are, they've already gotten to know you and trust you. It's so true though. Um, I did the same thing. I kind of held myself back and I had to stop for a moment and say, progress over perfection done is better than perfect. Right. And the day that I was like, I'm just going to go live. Finally, you know, I, I was trying to make everything perfect. I went live and I was like, why didn't I do this a month or two or three or four ago? It's crazy how we hold ourselves yeah. back. And for me, it was accountability that helped me get over that. It was just like, you know, to tell people I'm doing it. Actually, I, this was quite a few years ago, but I launched a little challenge. I launched a visibility challenge to help people put themselves out there. And I was like, Hey, I'm teaching this to other people. I'm going to hold myself accountable. And the same thing, once you actually do it, it's like, wow, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't that bad. Um, and it gets easier and easier. I think we work it up in our heads too, that not only do we have to have it perfect, but that it's more difficult than it is, or there's that fear that comes into it. And I love the accountability piece. So we have just do it sooner, you know, put yourself out there, mm -hmm. get some accountability, whether it's to yourself or maybe engaging an accountability partner, sharing it yeah. out with people to kind of hold your feet to the fire so that you'll go and actually do it when you say you're going to do it. Those are so important. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think one of the big things holding people back, I think is just of, of judgment. Well, what if people disagree with me, uh, especially if you're still within a corporation looking to soon transition out, they're like, well, I can't put myself out there because the company will get, no, I'm going to leave or get upset with what I'm putting out there. And I think they're really, there's always a way to work in your values, what you stand for into what you're currently doing and blend it with your corporation. And it only bolsters the more traction you get individually, your company will get more traction. It is a total win-win situation. It really is. And I, I think companies are starting to be a bit more open to that because they're realizing that power of personal brand and how it can elevate their company as well. It's yeah, it's been slow, but I see more companies now reaching out to me and looking to brand their, their top level executives. Absolutely. And it is still slow to your point. So we're, we're not advising anyone to go out there and do it and, and put themselves in an awkward situation. But I think to your point about aligning with values and doing it in a way that feels comfortable and that is, you know, a positive impact definitely is much better received. Exactly. Very good. So um, what do you love about being an entrepreneur? Um, you know, I love just being able to follow my curiosity and constantly learn. And, you know, if you niche down in one direction or, you know, offer a certain service and you're finding it's not, you know, it doesn't light you up like you thought it would, you can shift it. And that's totally up to you. So I think, um, 
just the ability to constantly learn and grow and chase your own curiosity. And I mean, then of course I love, you know, I have kids and a family. I love the flexibility and that sort of thing as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And are there any things that you actually miss about the corporate world? I know I worked with an amazing group of people. I miss the people that I worked with in the, in the TV industry. Um, yeah. And some of them are still my best friends to this day. So, and having, you know, going every day and having that sense of community and colleagues to bounce or, you know, be like, ah, you know, this is driving me crazy. That I think that's what I miss the most. You know, it's funny that I think that's something that I hear the most from clients, from guests is that missing the people, that camaraderie. And when you're an entrepreneur, you don't necessarily have that same when you get started. Sometimes you do, sometimes you're fortunate, but it is a totally different world. As we talk about on the corporate expat experience, you are in a new, a new place, a new world, a new situation with new people. And so finding that camaraderie, have you been able to find that though, as an entrepreneur? Yes, but it took a while. And I think I wish someone, if there's something else, I wish I knew, I wish someone had told me, you know, the number one thing you have to do is find other people kind of a similar, you know, starting at, if you're just starting out, you know, whatever that, that level of progression, where you're at and the entrepreneurial journey, find other people you can connect with, not just in your industry, but going through the same thing. Cause you, you realize when you leave the corporate world, it's not just about taking your expertise and creating that into an offering, but you have to run an entire business. <laughs> You've everything officer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So many of us fall into that chief everything officer, um, especially when we're first getting started, because maybe we don't have the staff or the resources. And so we're, we're having yeah. to do what we do best and then everything else for the business. Yeah. So having that community you can rely on for, oh my gosh, I need a graphic designer or, you know, you need an assistant or whatever it be, a backend support system or a finance person. Um, having that community to rely on is just priceless. I think that's when you really know that you're starting to acclimate too. just like when you move to another country, you have to figure things out. You have to say, okay, I need to know where to get groceries. I need to know who to go to for whatever service you need, or what tools do I need? What resources do I need? So very similar though, moving to the entrepreneur world. And that's when you start to acclimate is when you figure out what resources you need, who can support you here or make, you know, refer you to something and figure things yeah. out. Oh, that's a great analogy. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Like living overseas. Definitely. <laughs> getting the, around. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the whole corporate expat experience, leaving that, you know, the corporate world and moving to entrepreneur world and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, those are such powerful things um, to be able to acclimate and to find those people. Um, that's such great, great advice yeah. there. Just like, you know, moving overseas or anything, it's, it's the same kind of exciting journey. I, you know, it's this whole new world in which, like you said, you get to constantly learn new things and curiosities. It's, yeah, you have to look at it as a journey an experience. Absolutely. I love the parallels there. And I love that you've experienced that too. And, and can see that because 
It is so different. And that's why we really wanted to give this view to people to what it might look like for you. Everybody's journey is different, but there are so many similarities. It's yeah. exciting, isn't it? It is. And I think it's, um, I think some people make the mistake, you know, you're in the corporate world and you climb this ladder and then you suddenly realize, wait, this isn't the right ladder I wanted to climb or where did this get me? So they jump off into the entrepreneurial journey but a lot of people are very ambitious, you know, very driven. And then they just start climbing this new ladder. Whereas I like to think of the entrepreneurial journey. It's not a ladder. It's more a journey. And you have to understand that there's going to be, you know, down one way and you're going to have to totally pivot and go another direction and then pivot again um, and just enjoy it for what it is rather than kind of climbing a ladder. So well said, and I totally agree with you. We talk about the different stages of the corporate expat experience. And I tell people that they're not always sequential, right? And sometimes you can be at different points of the journey at in one single day. You might wake up and this is amazing. And it's the honeymoon phase. And then by 1030, you're like, oh God, what have I done? Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then you're back up again because you just had a great call with a prospective new client. And then you're like, what am I thinking? I can't take on a new client. I have too much on my plate already. So it's, it's one of those. And it is a, I refer to it as a choose your own adventure too, because you get to decide each day, what you want to do, how you want to do it, how you want to run your business. You might have started with down one path with a certain offer. You might realize that didn't light you up. Like you said before, decide yeah. to do some things a little differently. So I love that you call it an adventure and a journey because it truly is. It is. Yeah. And I love that. You, I use that a lot to choose your own adventures. You know, what story do you want to tell? Where do you want to go? Follow that adventure. I love those books when I was a kid, like me too, you know, you, <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to go back and find out what happens if I go this way. Um, you know, it's hard, it's hard pivoting. Don't get me wrong. I'm not kind of underestimating that, but um, you have that ability to, sorry to be repetitive, to, to, you know, chase that curiosity, which is great. Absolutely. So any final thoughts, words of wisdom and amazement or amazement um, <laughs> for anyone on the corporate expat journey or anyone in general? Well, you know, a, a tangible thing I think everybody could do, uh, very simple, is keep what I like to call is, I am a badass list. So just your strengths, things people have complimented you on, your accomplishments, but, you know, even something a friend or, you know, your partner's spouse has said to you, you know, what are the things that make you you? Because I think the entrepreneurial journey, like you were just discussing, it, you know, it can be hard. It can be very lonely. Um, I don't think you get as much validation as you do in the corporate world. So you just have to keep reminding, you know, when you get worried about that proposal you send, which gets, you know, pushback on, or whether you're trying to put yourself out there on social media or whatever it be, and you hesitate, you can look at your, I am a badass list and just remind yourself of your worth and what you have to offer more than anything. I love that. I am going to write up a new, I am a badass list today. <laughs> and I'm going to keep that on my desk. I'll probably make a copy, put it in the bathroom. Uh, we were joking that my bathroom mirror is going to be full of sticky notes and now a badass list too. And I'm not going to even be able that. to see myself. <laughs> I keep saying, I'm going to do that. I used to, 
this is funny. When I was, um, when my kids were a little younger, I used to write on the mirror with lipstick to them. <laughs> little like, you know, you're bold, you're creative, that type of thing. That is amazing. And we all need to be doing that. I know. So I need to do that for myself. Yes, we all need to be doing that. So I hope everyone listening today is thinking about this and is going to go out and either grab some lipstick and write something amazing on your bathroom mirror. (laughs) And you're also going to create your I am a badass list to pump yourself up each day because we all do need it. And to your point, you know, this can be a very lonely journey at times being in entrepreneurial world. So anything that you can do to hold yourself accountable, to lift your spirits, it's really going to serve you well. Laura, thank you so much for being here and people are going to want to reach out to you and, and find out more about you. Where can they find you? Uh, on my website, laurafravel.com. I'm also very active on LinkedIn, so you can find me there. And yes, if you'd like to know more about, you know, how to dig into what you're, how to to uncover that story, how to put yourself out there, I hold a round table for women, you know, experts, leaders, business owners, the second Thursday of every month, Um, we gather and really it's, it's a few quick tips and then it's a conversation and community and it's fantastic. So that you can find me at laurafrabel.com slash roundtable or just go to my website and sign up there. I love that. And we'll make sure to put the link in the show notes. Thank you so much, Laura, for being here. I really appreciate it. Such a great conversation. And I definitely want to have you back so we can have some more conversations, especially about personal brand. Well, thank you, Nicole. It was so lovely. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate you listening today. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support this podcast, please hit subscribe, leave a rating and review, share it with others or post about it on social media. For show notes, links, to connect with guests and more, visit us at corporate-expat.com. And be sure to catch the next episode with more insights and inspiration to support your corporate expat experience. Bye for now.